It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's time. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack had you covered with all the news and notes surrounding, surrounding your Penguin. Only on 5th Avenue Faceoff. Welcome back in 5th Avenue Faceoff. Chris Mack of the Fan Morning Show Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan with you. Uh, Be sure to download, uh, subscribe, and download inside your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is resourcefulness at its finest. Stefan Rossner of NYI Hockey Now covers the Islanders. He's currently in the passenger seat of a motor vehicle hurtling approximately 65 miles an hour down the Pennsylvania Turnpike headed towards Pittsburgh for Thursday night's Penns-Isles game. So we'll make do with what quality signal we can get from you, Stefan, while you are in the car. First of all, thanks for jumping on. How are you? Oh, my pleasure. I'm doing good. How are you? Great, great. Um, t- tell me why the Islanders continue to be able to figure it out. And by figure it out, I mean make the most of their situation and continue to be that team that just chugs along and stays present right there, forget on the periphery of the wild card race, right there pushing the Penguins for the first wild card still. Yeah, I think it starts with Lula Marillo. He goes in and gets Bo Horvat way before the deadline, gets really that whole trade thing going. And at first, you're adding Horvat. One, you need Barzal to have a line mate. And two, you're signing him long-term for the future to keep your you know Stanley Cup window open. But it just so happens that Pajot goes down, Barzal goes down, and now Horvat becomes a playoff savior in, in a way uh, face-off guy. He's been unreal in that category, penalty kill power plays really changed the power play. I think he's been on the power play on the power play for seven of their eight power play goals since he's gotten here. So he's been huge, but also with Barzal out and Pajot out Lambert's pretty much run three lines. They've kept it simple North South game. And like they've done under trots, they're wearing teams down until that third period. And then they're coming alive. They outscored opponents 15 to one in third periods over their last nine games. They're, Five, one, and one without Barzal. So, yeah, they've kept it simple. The defense has been much tighter. And they have Sorokin and Ned, who's been uh, an animal, obviously, all year. But over over his last six games, he's or five games, he's four, one, and one, under a two goals against average. So he's been lights out. How do they continue to keep this team hungry? Like, we have a problem with the Penguins here in Pittsburgh where we're asking ourselves how they sleepwalk through the first 25 minutes against the Blue Jackets on Tuesday night, for example. The Islanders are... are Look, the Penguins are the oldest team in the league, but the Islanders aren't a bunch of spring chickens either, right? Like, you've got guys on this team who've been through the battles. Parise, Martin's been through it. Palmieri, Sezikis, uh, Anders Lee. All these guys have been through it, and they continue to look like guys who haven't. And I mean that in the best way possible. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, well, it's a veteran team, so that helps. Just like the, the Penguins. I feel like the Penguins are a team that once March hits, they sign, they always find a way to turn it up and, and get into the playoffs. We'll see what happens this year. But, yeah, I think the biggest thing, too, is losing Barzal, which is really when this team picked it up. They were playing a little better before he got hurt, but it was a wake-up call that, okay, everyone on the team has to do those little things. And this is a team that's had success because they do the little things. And like I said, they're finding ways to, you know, they're not a fast team. So they can't play that fast game. If they play that fast game, they're going to lose. So what they've done really early on in games, they kind of sit back a little bit, let the other team get tired. And then in the third period where they've saved their energy, they're older guys, they find a way to just forecheck hard, bear down. And again, uh, Sezikis talked about it yesterday, just doing those little things at a, at, a, at a higher rate is how they're having success. I mean, yesterday even, Early against Buffalo, they were, were being dominated shot-wise. But then after scoring a goal, they turned up the shots. They got the... Oh, and I think we lost Stefan. Again, the the perils of driving across Pennsylvania with and probably sorry. this... Oh, we got him back. We got him back. Yeah. Uh, I was just explaining, Stefan, to people. Hey, look, the, the perils of driving across Pennsylvania yeah. with very little cell signal. But no, I... I I think you were in the middle uh, and we got the gist of what is a team that always seems to find its depth, always seems to find its ability and, and draws on, um, you know, even when someone like Barzal goes out, right. Yeah. They actually, they use that as a positive. They spin it forward and say, okay, well then this guy's going to step up. And it, it's just strikes me that even after th- uh, the departure of Barry Trotz, it's something that has still been stamped on the psyche of this organization that that's the way they're going to handle it. Yeah, and Lambert comes in, and the whole thing was he wasn't going to be exactly like Trotz, more offensive base, but you're seeing with guys like high offense guys like a Barzal goes down, they kind of revert back to the Barry Trotz way, the way they really know it's, it's in their DNA. And like yesterday, too, depth is critical, especially when top guys go out. Last night, you had... Fashing score, Sezikis score, Josh Bailey was playing fourth line minute score. You know, it wasn't your high top six guys. These are role depth players that come through, and we know in the playoffs. I mean, that's that's as critical as power play goals and things like that. So this last stretch out now is is playoff hockey. It's do or die for the Islanders. So you're seeing those depth players score, which is a positive sign because that's the only way this team's going to win games. Well, and they win it with puck possession too. Um, and I, yeah. I know you you noted I was checking out your latest mailbag. They they they're dominating in the faceoff circle right now. Um, if JG yeah. Pajot gets back in the lineup, that'll only be reinforced. A great faceoff guy as well. So what what is the key then? I guess as you're watching this team, and maybe it, look, you're you're looking for strengths, not weaknesses. But if you find a weakness, please let the Penguins know because this is a team that. I don't think wants to have to go into the corners or down below the goal line and battle the Islanders for puck possession. It's not something that at least mentally has been at the top of their game. They'd much rather, you know, and I'm sure you've noticed this, the Penguins would much rather have a nice pretty zone entry, stop up at the half wall. Everybody gets set up. All right. It's like running a football play set hut, and everybody moves, you know, I, it, that's taking it to an extreme, but um, how how do you break an, an Islanders, especially when they've got the puck, how do you break that forecheck? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it's been tough, and not a lot of teams have figured it out. I think the biggest thing for the Penguins is they got to get to their game early because once the Islanders are able to settle in and play that structured hockey, keep players to the outside, that's when they wear the teams down. But I think if the Penguins, like you said, off the rush, that's probably the best way to beat this team, catch them in transition. You know, the Islanders, when they get in trouble, they, they make sloppy errant passes trying to break out of their own zone. And I think for the Penguins, who have a ton of talent, guys, they do have a speed with a guy like Gensel. I mean, we've seen it recently with the Penguins getting leads and then blowing it is once the Penguins do get that lead, don't take the foot off the gas. And that's really what's hurt the Penguins as of late is in those comeback games the Islanders won. It was the Islanders just found a way to dominate the third periods and come back and find a way. And if the Penguins are able to get that, that next goal, you know, those games are probably over. So I think the biggest thing is, you know, trying to read maybe the Islanders who have their head down. Some guys like Romanov have a tendency to keep their head down in the D zone, pick off that pass. You could score, score right there. But I think the biggest thing for the Penguins is get that lead and, and just keep going. You know, if you give the Islanders a chance to breathe and collect themselves going into an intermission or after power play, that's when they've done their damage. What do you think the, the, I, I, I won't ask you to go all hockey viz on me. I won't ask you to be Michael <laughs> Blake McCurdy or something, but in your opinion, what are the percent, give a percent chance to this Islanders team making the playoffs. Cause if, if, if you ask me right now, I'd put it somewhere around 70, 75. I was going to say, yeah, 65, 70. They're in the driver's seat right now. I mean, you look at all the games in hand, and that's, again, I don't know how that's even possible, how, how it's all worked out here. But, you know, games in hand only matter if those teams win. If the Islanders could keep winning, mm-hmm. which they've done, they put themselves in a great spot now. Again, to, every game is important. If the Islanders come out and play terrible against Pittsburgh and they lose to Washington, well, they're in, they're in trouble. But if they could find a way to beat Pittsburgh, get a point against Washington, just collecting points. But I think... Yeah, I think two weeks ago, you probably say, oh, yeah, I'm not sure. It's probably 40, 35, 40% chance. But the fact that they've won, it seems like the Penguins have struggled. The, the Sabres have struggled. Those teams, Detroit's fallen off. You know, the Islanders have put themselves in a great spot just to keep collecting points. And right now, this is a team where the confidence is sky high. They know how important these games are. And like you said, Pajot should be coming back. Um, we're not sure if he traveled. Uh, to Pittsburgh. He did practice on Monday. That was his first practice back. But to get him back and be able to run four lines, because the Islanders right now, you know, they've been running three. So to get that four lines going, four checking hard face-offs, that puts them in an even better spot. So, yeah, I think if the Islanders definitely 65-70% now, if they could finish their week with two wins against the Penguins and the Capitals before they go to the West Coast, they're in a pretty good spot. What's the confidence level of Islander fans on what they can do if they do get there? You know, I look back at the game a couple weekends ago where they gave up six to the Bruins. That's the Bruins, though. Everybody's lost to the Bruins. Um, so yeah. what's what's the feeling, especially when they're playing the right way, like we've talked about? Um, what's the feeling on how deep they can go? Yeah, you know, people want to count them out, but it seems like when they went back-to-back semifinals, everyone counted them out. And this is a team that just has to get to the dance and then dance. I mean, they play a playoff style hockey all year long and the biggest issue this year is they got away from that under Lambert they were trying to do a different thing that really this group is not meant to do they don't have the elite stars to play more offensive now they tried to do just a little uptake in offense but even then you saw the defense struggle so I think the honors go into the playoffs first off they have the goaltending matchup you need goaltending you know as much as Olmark if they went up to face the Bruins as much as Olmark's gonna win the Vesna and he's been lights out and scored a goal this year he's never played playoff hockey it's a brand new animal or teams like the devils who are, yes, they're speedy and they could run circles around most teams. They don't know what a grueling style of, you know, fate, uh, playoff hockey is. They've never experienced that. They remind me of the Rangers in the bubble where that's a young group that goes in and they 
honestly, they have to lose in order to learn how to win. So I think the Islanders have more than a chance than people are giving them credit for. Again, they've shown it. They've gone to semifinals when no one thought they could. So I think if you're an Islander fan and they do make it in, I wouldn't count them out. I know the, the league will probably count them out. ESPN loves to count them out. But if any team's ready and geared up for playoff-style hockey, it's this Islanders team, again, who's playing playoff-style hockey right now at the most important time and getting results. Well, they've won three of their last four or five of their last seven, and the losses have both been one-goal games. Uh, 1-5-4 last time, uh, or excuse me, 4-2 last time they were in Pittsburgh, 5-4 the last time they faced each other on the island about a week previous to that. So we'll see how it goes Thursday night at PPG Paints Arena. Stefan, what's the, what's the one place you got to go to when you get to Pittsburgh? Permonte Bros, right? We got to oh, go to yes. one of those? Yeah. Yep, I, think yep. I've, I don't think I've ever been to Pittsburgh, so... Yeah, but I've uh, been to Pennsylvania, obviously, so I think that's where we got to go. We're going to a nice Italian restaurant tonight. Forgot the name of it, but uh, yeah, it should be a fun time. Nice. Enjoy your time. Uh, grab a Permanis on the way out of town, and we will catch up again soon. Uh, hopefully, for uh, the Penguins' sake, it's not in the playoffs because I don't know how well that may turn out for them. <laughs> well, I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much. Thanks again, Stefan. Appreciate it, man. Bye. Yep, safe travels. Thanks again to Stefan Rossner. Great stuff from him on the road on the PA Turnpike somewhere and headed to Pittsburgh for Penn's Isles and what is look every game during this five game homestand is enormous right like the ones against Columbus and Philly and Montreal they're big cuz you're supposed to win them you're supposed to get the two points each time right but the ones against the Islanders and the Rangers magnified even more because a loss to the Islanders on home ice well that's at least in my opinion, that starts to give up those games in hand, right? That that If the games in hand, Stefan said it there, I've said it multiple times in the last few weeks, the games in hand are only as good as the ones that you win. Otherwise, a game in hand means nothing. It's buckus, it's zero, it's zilch, it's not a, and you might as well not even have it. You lose to the Islanders on home ice, you lose to the Rangers on home ice, those games in hand, they don't mean anything. So, uh, a chance for the Penguins, perhaps, to prove that they learned something from the first two periods against Columbus and will be able to maybe spin something forward resembling positive momentum out of the third period against Columbus as well. Don't forget, inside your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, you got to follow, you got to subscribe, you got to download, you got to listen, and of course, you got to rate and review Fifth Avenue Face Off. Thanks to Stefan Roster. Thanks to Jesse Marshall of The Athletic, Eric Tangrady as well. On Friday, we will preview those games against the Flyers and the Rangers. Uh, We'll get somebody from Philly on the horn, maybe. We were going to get somebody from New York on the horn. I'll explain to you on Friday why they won't be joining us, but we'll look ahead to that and what will be a crazy week next week, right? We'll sort, sort of peek out onto the horizon a little bit to three games in seven days against the New York Rangers. All that on the way on Friday's edition of Fifth Avenue Faceoff.